Welcome everyone to the Design 101 podcast. My name is Amanda Gates and I own Gates Interior Design in Nashville, Tennessee. My company specializes in living a stylish and holistic life. My goal with this podcast is to celebrate all the blessings that we receive from a well-designed life. I hope to introduce you to inspirational people, teach you new ways to live better, and empower you to design your best life through intention. There are many ways to achieve balance and harmony in our lives, but it all starts at home. Join me each month to be inspired, transformed, and motivated to live your best life. Hello, hello everyone. Welcome to Design 101. I'm your host, Amanda, and today I am sitting down with Carrie Peters of Holistic MBA. Holistic MBA is a community where you'll find world-class training for holistic entrepreneurs who want to build a sustainable money-making business. Stacy Morgenstern and Carrie Peters have helped thousands of holistic health, nutrition, and wellness professionals around the world turn their holistic passion into a six-figure business so that they can earn a generous living while making a lasting difference in the world. As certified health coaches, marketing and money coaches, authors, speakers, and online entrepreneurs, Carrie and Stacy have gone from a startup to a multi-million dollar business in less than two years. Stacy and Carrie and their clients are living examples that you can create a holistic business that gives you the financial freedom to live life exactly the way that you want. Their flagship programs, Holistic MBA, the core training, and their transformational coaching method has revolutionized business and marketing training for the holistic health and wellness industry. These innovative programs became the first holistic business training to combine money mindset and personal growth, online and offline marketing strategies, business automation, and coaching skills into one comprehensive system. And just to give you a heads up, our recording was done during a snowstorm, so parts of the audio are a little wonky, so I apologize in advance. Join me as Carrie and I talk about holistic MBA programs, making money, doing what you love, and their exciting new program that's about to launch in a week. Hi, Carrie. Welcome to the show. How are you? I'm so good. I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited you're here too. This I uh, was actually introduced to you by kind of an acquaintance friend about a year ago. Um, and I didn't know a whole lot about you guys, but I've been kind of uh, keeping an eye on you on Twitter. And you guys have really, you know, just grown a lot just in the last year. Um, so I'm very excited to have you on the show today. Thank you. Well, it's just such an honor to be to be asked. Yeah, well, and I'm excited to have you on because I um, I know a little bit about what you do, but, you know, there's always kind of like this initial perception of you think you know everything that's offered, and then as you kind of start diving into it and learn more from basically the horse's mouth of exactly what you guys do, it's so great having this platform to be able to learn so much more and, and get the information out there. So give us a little bit of background about how you there's two of you that started this how did you guys come about starting this program it's such a great question and I I always say that um this is like the biggest left turn of my life I never in my wildest dreams imagined that I would be coaching 
thing or that I would own a business or that I would have a business partner or that I, I never imagined I'd be doing any of this because for many years, um, I was a professional actress and I was doing, um, equity theater in Chicago and commercials and independent films that God willing, no one will ever see. <laughs> <laughs> Fingers crossed. Um, please don't look them up. <laughs> um, but I was, I was, it was really since I was a kid, I felt like being an actress and a performer was the only thing I ever wanted to do. And I was, I went to a theater conservatory for college, DePaul University in Chicago, and um, was so fortunate to be able to be a working actress. And I really, I remember thinking like, man, this is the dream. I got my equity card, my SAG card. And I'm, you know, the, the day I qualified for SAG health insurance was like, whoa, <laughs> I am a working actor. And I, I really felt like I had never in my life considered doing anything else. But what was interesting is that in my 20s, I would notice that I would come home from the theater, and this is when you're when you're a professional actor, you're usually doing eight performances a week. So you, you're probably in rehearsal all day for a show, and then you go do um, a live a, another show at night. And you come home, and you get ready to get up and do it all again the next day. And you do that basically six days a week. So I, I remember coming home from the theater thinking, and just thinking like, oh my God, this is everything I've ever dreamed of. But a lot of days I'd come home and I had a little secret that I didn't really tell anybody. And that was that I had a, a binge eating disorder. And I didn't call it that at the time. I really didn't know what it was. But I would come home and um, I would eat every night, literally for seven years, um, a pint of Ben and Jerry's chocolate fudge brownie frozen yogurt every single night. And that was on top of the rest of the day, basically my diet looked like this. I woke up and had um, peanut butter cap and crunch for breakfast. I had Kraft macaroni and cheese for lunch. I had Taco Bell bean burritos for dinner. I would have Hostess powdered sugar donuts for a snack in the middle. Um, I would drink two, two liters of Diet Coke a day. And I'm not kidding you. I was hardcore addicted. And, uh, and then every night coming home from the theater and having this pint of Ben and Jerry's chocolate fudge brownie frozen yogurt. Of course, I was certainly heavier than I am now. And also I was, my stomach was a wreck, which no surprise. Um, but at the time I really didn't, that was just how I got through life. That was how I coped. And I remember one night in Chicago, have you ever been to Chicago, Amanda, in the winter? Yes, it's very cold. Oh my God. So one night we were having one of those epic, I, I didn't have a show um, that night, didn't have a play, but there was an epic snowstorm, just epic, like the kind where you know, the news is saying, don't go outside, don't be on the roads, don't drive. Um, but I was at home and I didn't have my the chocolate fudge brownie frozen yogurt. And I was like, oh shit, I can't get through the night without it. That was literally the thought that went through my head. And uh, pardon my French, I just swore. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. I do all the time. Okay, good. Um, so, uh, so I was like, I have to go out. I have to go out in the storm and I have to get it. So I go out and bundled up, I get into my little, I had a, a little white Mitsubishi Eclipse, did not have four wheel drive, was terrible in the snow. And I'm getting on the roads, it was completely hazardous, I'm going to try and find a 7-Eleven that has a, 
there were there were um, actually it was a white hen pantry at the time for those of you who ever lived in Chicago um, was the name of the little convenience store and they would have these sales of Ben and Jerry's two for five dollars well you can imagine to support this habit I spent a lot of money on, on Ben and Jerry's so I was always looking for a two pint for five dollar sale and I am literally driving around Chicago in the it, it, like at night in the middle of this horrendous storm slipping and sliding all over the roads to find freaking frozen yogurt and I remember I was sitting at a stoplight near uh, uh, one of the white hen pantries. They didn't have the for sales, the sales sign up. So I was like, shoot, I have to go to another one. Um, and I just, something happened. I was sitting at that stoplight and it was one of those experiences where time just starts to stand still. Like, I don't even know why I'm not sure what triggered it, but all of a sudden time, you ever experienced that Amanda where like time mm. completely slows mm. down and yeah. all of your senses get heightened and I, I look. I remember looking out my windshield and seeing like the streetlights glinting on the snow on the top of my car. I remember seeing the snow coming down onto the windshield and the wipers going, and there was something like the light on the snow. It just started enhancing, and um, I, I just remember like the smell of the heat in the car because, of course, the heat is blaring. I've got it going full force, and it was just. I had this moment where I was like. All of a sudden, I knew, I don't know if it was a voice or I just knew, but something in me just went, this isn't right. That this, the totality of my life or the meaning of my life, of putting my life in danger to find this yogurt because I can't get through the night without it, this isn't right. I, I, something in my life it, is not right. And then all of a sudden, it was like, as I'm looking out my windshield, like different areas of my life are like flashing in front of me. Like I was, I was not happy in my love life. I was not happy financially, even though I was living the dream, believe me, I was not making a lot of money. I was, I was uncomfortable financially. I was, um, you know, I had, I had a, a nice little house, but it was not, it was just like, I started looking around going, Oh my God. It was almost like the, the, the curtains parted or the, like mesh curtains of my life sort of parted and I saw the truth, which was I'm not in alignment. Like this is not what's supposed to be for me. It's not supposed to be like this. I'm, I shouldn't need this drug basically every night just to feel okay in the world. And mm. it, it, it was a moment that changed my life and took me on a journey that I really, like I said, never ever would have anticipated because at that time my whole goal was to book a TV series. Like that was it. And if I did that, like that's it. That's all I wanted out of life. Now, how old were you when this happened? Um, I was in my late twenties. So because that's some serious stress eating. Oh, <laughs> that's yeah. That's an understatement. It was. It was some serious stress eating. It was. I mean, if we wonder why our health in our country is so poor and why people have so many medical needs and diseases, that diet right there will put you right there. A hundred percent. And what's interesting <laughs> is prior to that moment on the street at night in the snow, I had had a, a, um, an appointment with a gastroenterologist because, of course, my stomach was a wreck. And I can't imagine why. Oh, really, right? And what was funny about that appointment, and I, maybe it's different today. I mean, this was years ago, but the uh, the gastroenterologist did not ask me what I ate at all. 
asked me nothing about my eating patterns, nothing about the food I was eating. He said, here's a prescription. He said, you have IBS. Here's a prescription for something called Zum. You're just going to have to take this for the rest of your life. And that was it. And I remember thinking, that's not right. <laughs> I just kind of got yeah. mad. And, and so in that moment uh, on the street there, it was like something just crystallized. And I decided it was time to start seeking. I didn't know what I was looking for, but I knew that it was time for a change. And I knew that I was not living in alignment. I was not in integrity. If I was, I wouldn't need all of that stress eating. So I started searching, well, what is, what is true for me? What is in alignment? And the first and most obvious place for me to start, because it was the most dire, was um, what I was eating and how I was eating. And I started um, playing around with um, changing the food that I was eating and eating less sugar and bringing in more healthy foods. And I started reading books and articles and, um, I started to get obsessed with it. Um, and I ended up finding myself enrolling in a health coach training. And I was like, I can't believe I'm doing this. I'm an actress. What am I doing? This is crazy, but I did it. And I remember thinking as I was, as I was in that training going, wow, this is, I just had one of those funny, like destiny feelings of going, I never would have expected this, but this actually feels like the exact right place for me to be. Um, love that. yeah, it was, it was that funny knowing, um, that, that sort of intuitive sense of like, I don't know where this is going and I kind of can't believe that I'm here, but I know that I have to be here. And after I graduated, I thought, oh, well, health coaching, which I was very passionate about, um, is, is something that can be my day job as an actor. So I moved to Los Angeles, fully planning that, um, health coaching is going to be my day job while I am on my way to getting my TV series. And this is in my early 30s. And I had lots of other actor friends who are doing amazing work um, out here in Los Angeles. And I thought, that's going to be me too. But in the meantime, <laughs> <laughs> but in the meantime I'm going to build this business. Well, you know, I mean, I went to a theater conservatory. I have no business background. And the business training where I went to school was okay, but not much more than okay. And I really had no idea what I was doing. And so I struggled. I got clients, I, I helped them, it was successful, but I just to a degree, but I really didn't know like how to put it all together. Um, and I really struggled. And I started looking online. And well, where are the websites or people who can help people like me who are trying to build this as a business? And I didn't find a whole lot. And I started to get irritated. Like, why isn't this out there? And I'm like, and then I just had this crazy idea one day. Like, well, I'm going to be that site. I'm going to build that resource site that's going to help people like me um, build a business. Of course, I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't know how to, you know, start a website or build it up or anything. Um, but I just, I was like, this is what I'm going to do. And sort of hooked on to that. Um, and I started to... I basically, it was a series of resources. It was not me, CarriePeters.com. It wasn't it was just how can I help people get to business coaches, get to graphic designers, get, um, you know, any like materials that they might need to build a business. And I, that was the first time I actually, I remember I was interviewing someone to be featured on the site 
And uh, she was an ebook coach. And she was like, well, how are you going to build up this website? Like, how are you going to get followers? How are you going to make money off of it? And I remember her question just sort of stopped me cold. I, was, uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but I'm going to, I'm going to do it. I, I'm not sure. How. I'll figure it out. Exactly. And she, of course, she was like, well, why don't you let me help you? And um, she made me an offer to have her mentor me. And it was, I remember it was a $5,000 investment. Mm. Wow. Yeah. And I remember thinking at the time, like, this is completely insane. And mind you, I had not invested really anything in business training or any training since my health coaching certification. Um, because at the time, I really didn't understand that when you get into coaching for a career, you are going to be investing in yourself ongoing forever. I didn't know that. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I thought, oh, well, I did my one education, which was okay. Um, and that's going to be it. And I should be able to figure everything else out. Well, that was completely ridiculous. Um, <laughs> and I didn't know it at the time. But when I invested with this other mentor to help me build this resource website, that's when things really started changing. And I started to learn about internet marketing. I started to learn about information products. Um, and uh, uh, <laughs> I actually created some information products um, where I ended up interviewing my now business partner. Her name is Stacy Morgenstern. She was a health coach and <clears throat> she had a very different experience that I did. She came out of health coaching school and within 10 months, she went from zero to 72 clients and was making $96,000 as a health coach, which, wow. yeah, I had not seen anybody do. Um, and so of course I was like, well, what is she doing? I want to find out what did she do? And as I interviewed her for my list and we continued to sort of talk about what works and what doesn't work when it comes to building. She built her business initially locally, like through talks and referral partners. I had built my business online. So we were thinking, we, we started comparing notes like, well, what works if you're building your business locally or online? Like, how do you actually make this a coaching business work? And um, we started comparing notes about that very, mm, I would say casually. And then people just started emailing us separately and saying, I love you and I love Stacey Morgenstern. Could I work with you both? Like, how do I work with you both? You're like my dream team. And that happened over and over and over and over again until the point where <clears throat> we sort of couldn't ignore it. We were like, well, what, what's the deal? Like, should we be talking? <laughs> and so Stacey, <laughs> she lives in San Francisco. She flew down to Los Angeles and we went to a little cafe and I think it's West Hollywood called Earth Cafe just really hunkered down in there for about four hours and basically created what is now MBA, which is um, an international coach training company that helps, we, we say we help create leaders in the art, science, and business of transformation. So um, people come to us because they graduate from a coaching certification or they learn some kind of Modality, we have a lot of people that are in health and wellness because Stacey and I um, started out as health coaches. Um, and they come to us and they go, I love this and I love this field, but I just graduated from my certification and I don't know how to build a business and I don't know how to coach. And I don't think I can really do this. And so that's what Holistic MBA helps people do. We help coaches understand, well, how, what, how do you build a business with your skill and really, quite frankly, how do you coach? Because it's something that I have a little bee in my bonnet about. Um, with a lot, not a lot. I mean, I, I, I have not personally attended 
I know a lot of um, health coach trainings and nutrition trainings, and I've taken myself, not all of them, of course. But what frustrates me is that um, when you get into the real world and you're working with clients, it's like the ratio of what actually helps a client make a change is 20% information and 80% coaching skill. But the problem is in an initial certification, schools focus on 80% information and 20% coaching skill. And so interesting. it's, yeah, it's interesting. So you've got people graduating from an initial say health coaching certification or nutrition training or whatever, and they have all this information and they go to work with clients and think that the information is the thing that's going to help the client make a change. And sometimes on a it does. You know, sometimes you can help a client understand that um, he or she has a food sensitivity or there's a thyroid issue or there's like, it's not like information never matters. It does matter. It's just that it, it matters way less than we think it does because our schools train us in the 80% information. So when we go to work with clients, we go, if something, if the client is not making a change, it, it follows that we go, oh, it's because we don't have the right information. We need more information. I need to do more trainings. I need more information. And like I said, of course, when you're in coaching, particularly in health and wellness, you are going to be in trainings for the rest of your life. That being said, it's not always that more information helps the client. It's understanding because the 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 what I learned, and this was sort of a hard pill to swallow, especially after investing in my coach certification. I was like, what? That knowledge does not equal behavior change. Mm-hmm. Knowledge is So just because somebody knows what to do does not mean they're going to do it. And that's where... It's interesting because Tony Robbins talks a lot about that with the, you have to trigger that pain point in a person's life so that it creates that desire. Right to change and it's usually changing that person's state. Right. Yeah. And you have so to kind of like you had that moment of, yeah. you know, surreal time lapse, time not moving going, Oh shit, I need to do something. This isn't right. Right. Yeah. And that, that your, your clients need to get to that point too, but then how do you help them actually, you know, cause changing your state in a moment is easy. Creating a sustained changed state is another thing altogether. Um, it's not like, I shouldn't say it's easy. I mean, that moment in the car there was, I actually don't even know what I did. You know, it just happened. But now I understand, well, how do I create the state that I want? How do I create it and sustain it ongoing? And I have that skill now because I understand coaching and how to change and almost rewire brain patterns. Because if you think about it, you know, one of the reasons why knowledge does not equal behavior change is because your critter brain, your primal brain, does not like change and does not want change and will fight change because your critter brain is responsible for your survival. <clears throat> and so if something, you know, if, if your critter brain sees that you can survive an experience, then it's going to have you repeat that experience over and over again, even if it's not an experience that you want, because the critter brain knows it's survivable. So for some of us, what that experience might be is having the same bad relationship over and over again. Or for some of us, it might be gaining and losing weight and gaining and losing weight and gaining and losing weight. Because to the critter brain, if you didn't die the first time, then it's a good thing to do. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> but then there's the human brain, the cortex, you know, the one that's evolved and can imagine and create greater possibilities for ourselves and wants to learn and grow and change. That part of our brain that just really wants nothing but change. So what you have in people is an internal conflict in the mind between the critter brain that's saying no change and the human brain that's saying all change. And the reason why knowledge doesn't equal behavior change is because the knowledge appears to that human appeals to that human brain. The human brain gets really excited, but it means absolutely nothing to the critter brain. The critter brain's like, eh, whatever. You know, this it, we're gonna die if we. You know, that might be new and exciting, but we could die. So there's a, <laughs> but there's a con. So there's a, a really serious internal conflict between that critter brain and the human brain. And if, as coaches, we don't know how to resolve that for our clients then no amount of information is going to create lasting change for them. No amount. There's no checklist. There's no how-to. You know, I could show somebody, um, and we, you know, we do. We, I could show somebody exactly how you create an information product and launch it online, and here are the exact steps. But if their critter brain is going, no, danger. I can't make more money than my husband, or we'll break up. Can't move forward. Or no, danger, this is going to mean it takes time away from my children, cannot, survival at stake. Or no, danger, I'm comfortable with myself being broke. I'm not comfortable with myself having a lot of money. Stop. Yeah, I love that you guys work with mindset because I think that's a huge hurdle for a lot of people, especially women. Oh, uh, absolutely. And you know what's so so wonderful about that, though, is that, as you probably know, this is a, a, a real coming-of-age time for women where we are have more freedom and possibility than ever and also we're we also have more responsibility than ever um, because of that so you know especially if you have kids and a home and all of that like you know men are wonderful this is not a diss to men today but women it's you know factually still carry the majority of the responsibility for children a home and a full-time job. And it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot to carry. Um, so one of the things that is really beautiful, I think, about the work that we do in creating our own businesses is sort of trying to understand how does a woman become empowered financially and have the love relationships and connections that she wants. There's a lot of ways in which we feel like we get one thing or another like I get to have a business or I get to have a family. I get to be an amazing coach or I get to be an amazing mom. I get to take good care of myself or I get to have my business. Like we're always imagining that to get what we want, we're going to have to lose something that's important to us. Sacrifice. Yeah. Right. And that's actually a li really lovely little uh, critter brain trick <laughs> that's playing on you um, because you actually don't. The, the whole... Um, you know, concept of having it all is really just about how do you have, um, instead of an either or mindset, how do you get to have a both and more mindset? Mm, I love that. Yeah. And now having it all looks very different for every single woman. It's not, my definition of that is not going to be the same as your definition is not going to be the same as a listener's definition. And, but for all of us, regardless of what other people might think about what we want, for us to have it all, we have to understand that our 
uh, full expression as a woman and self-empowerment as a woman is the thing that gets us everything that we want. And where I think women have trouble, uh, and myself included, is that we feel that if, if we are empowered, if we are standing in our light, if we are financially free, if we are powerful, then we will lose the people around us that we love. And people will um, then, you know, to the critter brain, that signals danger because, of course, especially as a woman, you cannot be alone. You need community to survive, and that's hardwired into into our brain. So it's it's a it's an I think a beautiful time to be a woman, um, and such an interesting sort of challenge that's presented to us about how do we experience all that we want to experience and have the people and in the lifestyle that we love and want. Yeah, I agree. And I love the idea of having whatever the ideal life is that we want, plus more. Right. I love that, that idea. So I know a lot of wellness practitioners, Reiki masters, energy healers. And the reason why I was bringing up the mindset is because that's definitely a hurdle for them that in order to do a holistic practice, it's something that you're doing to give back to the world, but you don't make money at it. It's like this just, well, yeah, it's just the way that it is. Yeah. So who is your ideal candidate? Who is a great candidate for holistic MBA to really embrace this and to take their knowledge of their holistic business and thrive basically? Yeah. I mean, there's two things. This is a great question. There are two things that come up for me about this. And the first is that there has to be a reframing of money. Um, and that in the past, it seemed like, well, if you're helping others, you shouldn't be paid for that. But the problem is that there's a cycle of giving and receiving a cycle. So to have, to have a giver, you have to have a receiver and to have a receiver, you have to have a giver. The problem with that that mindset of, oh, I should just be doing this for free because it's helping people, that actually cuts off the natural cycle of giving and receiving. So as a practitioner, you're giving, you're giving the healing, teaching, and as the client, you, the client, you have to receive from the client to do that. Or, or it's an incomplete interaction. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. You can't, you can't, and that's the interesting thing too, is that I've noticed with the clients that I worked with for less or for free, they're not, there's not integrity in that relationship and they're not invested. And for those, I don't think it's a respectful relationship either. Exactly. But the, the problem is it's starting with the practitioner. The practitioner is not respecting him or herself by, by requiring, issue, yeah. yeah, by requiring that they be paid. So one of the things that we have to understand, and in, in we have a, a kind of coaching methodology that we call the transformational coaching method. It's a, a coaching method that is designed to resolve that conflict between the critter brain and the human brain. And one of the paradigms that we have in that coaching method is that you're always winning the game you're playing. You're always winning the game you're playing. So what I would invite any kind of holistic practitioner who is experiencing burnout, who is experiencing overwhelm, who is feeling used up and done and exhausted and depleted. And look at what game am I playing? Because what I think that we do all believe and we all intend um, that, that our life purpose is to help people. Otherwise, we wouldn't be doing what we're doing. But I think that we misunderstand 
that helping people does not mean depleting ourselves. It's actually a very codependent dynamic. So you have to understand what is the game that you're playing with your clients and in your business and in your practice. If the game you are playing is to sacrifice yourself for others, are you really helping them? No, you're a victim. Correct. So the first thing that someone would have to ask themselves when they're considering whether it's a holistic MBA training program or any training program to change the situation that they're in is what game am I playing and what game would I like to be playing instead? If I would like to be playing the game of I am a contribution to everyone I meet, that's a different game. And that has to start by becoming a contribution to yourself. One of the things that we say in uh, Holistic MBA is that transformation starts with you. It's not about you giving everything away to help everybody else. It's about how, how are you in integrity and in alignment with yourself, with what you need, um, and then you can give to others. I mean, it sounds so simplistic, but it's like you can't drink from an empty cup. You have to, you have to fill your own cup before you can give to others. And what types of people do you typically work with? Is it just holistic type practitioners like nutritionists and healers? Or what types of people do you really work with? That's a great question. Um, So we have a lot of health and wellness coaches. We have a lot of nutritionists who want to learn how to coach. Um, We have life coaches who want to learn how to coach better and how to build a business. We have... um, some other kinds of practice. There's some practitioners that have multiple modalities, like maybe somebody is a Reiki healer and an acupuncturist and a cranial sacral therapist, um, you know, and a health coach. And they don't know, well, how do I put all of this together into an offering that makes sense to people and that people want? Um, and then there are people who come to us who um, want to become a coach, but they're not sure where to start or how to start. Um, so we essentially at Holistic MBA, we have what we call an undergraduate and a graduate <laughs> training. So undergraduate is for people who want to become a coach, specifically a health coach. So we have a program that's called Become a Health Coach. Um, and it's a certification training where um, we teach nutrition, health and wellness, but mostly we, treat, we teach this transformational coaching. So you can learn, you're helping a client change their lifestyle, which is the future of medicine, in my opinion, and not just yeah. mine, but many others. Um, when you, to look, to really be able to do that, you have to be able to resolve that critter brain, human brain conflict. Um, like I said, or the information piece is just not going to work for that long. Um, so some, that would be for people who are like, I'm, I'm, I want to become a coach. I want to become a health coach. They would go to that sort of undergraduate training. And then on a graduate level, for people who have been through an initial certification, we have a business training that shows you how do you build your business locally and online in a way that makes sense and is simple. Um, And then we have um, advanced coaching skills training where people can learn just the transformational coaching method um, on a foundational level and a mastery level. And you have a new program that's about to come out. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, well, that's the Become a Health Coach training. You know, Holistic MBA up until now was a graduate education only. And like I said, that students came to us. They were already certified coaches of some sort. They already had some kind of certification license or degree. 
Um, but once they finished their initial training, no matter what school they attended, they came out and were like, ah, <laughs> they hit a wall. They just got confused and overwhelmed and not sure how to get clients and not sure how to use the information they learned, not sure how to build a business. Um, so they've come to Holistic MBA to learn how to coach at a deep, advanced level. So clients always get results to get behind, quote unquote, selling your coaching services when you don't believe they actually work. Very challenging to do. Um, and then we also teach people, well, how do you make a real life lucrative money making business, especially when most people are like, who pays a health coach? Why? You know, why would you do? I mean, this is something that's uh, coaching is kind of a new field. Mm but one that has a serious amount of demand. I mean, according to the International Coaching Federation, they have a yearly report. Um, coaching revenue is $2 billion in growing. I don't, I don't even know if that includes, might include health coaching, but um, health care industry, billion dollar industry. And the alternative practices um, are growing at in a, a serious, they have a serious rate of growth. Um, as a matter of fact, health coaching, um, according to the U.S. Department of Labor, for the next seven years, is expected to grow at 21% job growth, where as compared to other careers, which are going to grow at 10% job growth. But that is huge. So the fastest yeah. growing source of employment is going to be healthcare and social assistance. And that's what health coaching falls into. Whoa. Well, and it makes sense. I mean, with all this information coming out about how horrible our food system is and, you know, the way that we eat and the average American diet and how we take care of ourselves or lack thereof, yeah. it makes sense that people, you don't know what you don't know. Exactly. So you're going to seek out help to get the guidance that you need. And we don't want that doctor that doesn't ask us what our diet is and just says, here's a pill. Right. And, and the truth is that the, the health system and the cost of it can't sustain that model anymore. Financially, it's just becoming untenable. So people are, it's getting to a point where people are going to have to take care of themselves. And this is true already in some cases, or they'll be financially penalized, whether it's by their workplace or their insurance. Um, and so it comes down to what's wonderful about becoming a health coach in this day and age is that this is a health coach is really the only healthcare practitioner that is uniquely skilled to help people change a habit and sustain that change. I mean, doctors, yeah, nutritionists, exactly. It, I mean, it's, I, this is not a diss in any way to doctors or nutritionists or, you know, osteopaths or, or chiropractors. They're all incredibly knowledgeable and uh, wonderful practitioners. It's just that they're they don't have the time to necessarily the time or the coaching skill to do a, for example, three month or six month coaching program with every single patient. They just don't. Yeah. But a, a health coach does have that. That is what a health coach does. So the place of value, more and more valuable by the second, is being able to help create a lifestyle change. Um, so a health coach doesn't, if someone's considering, oh, maybe that might be a career for me, but do I need to go to four years of nutrition school? Um, no, actually you don't because as a health coach, yes, you do need to know the basics in, uh, our become a health coach training. We call it essential nutrition. You need to know the main basic pieces, uh, that are going to help your clients, but you're not 
a health coach is not a nutritionist. A health coach is not a clinical nutritionist. A health coach is not a dietitian. And you're not trying to, you know, cheat the system and become one in a shorter period of time. You're, you are not becoming, I call it um, a nutritionist or a doctor. You may not have been in school for years. We can help the patient or the client execute and implement what it is that we're told to do um, by the doctor. Because, you know, the information, you can go to the best doctor in the world. They can say this, 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 and that. But if you don't do it, is it going to help you? No. So well, and that, having that support system, it's it's like they always say, you know, go to the gym with a friend or or have that right. accountability partner so that it helps you turn that initial pain into that change in lifestyle. Yeah, we all need accountability, and that's what's becoming really apparent. I mean, even a, a huge company like Weight Watchers has started adding coaching to their programs. I don't know if you've seen those um, <clears throat> commercials. They're really great spots of the women uh, who will say, I was where you are. I lost weight on Weight Watchers. I can help you do it. You can do it. Just call me. Yeah, that's I mean, great. Yeah, this is this is going to become a, this is a big wave. So we really felt like after seeing, you know, we're on the, for people who are considering whether, where they're going to go to, what, first of all, whether or not they're going to become a health coach, and second of all, where they're going to get their training, um, you know, we see, we get people from all kinds of programs. I mean, we've been doing this for five years and after like thousands of coaches, I, we just couldn't take it anymore. We were like, I, I just, maybe we could help people really from the start get trained really the right way. Um, so that they're coming out of, they have a much more, um, money, more real world skills that apply in terms of a career. You know, it's one thing if you are someone who's like, I just love the education. I love the knowledge. I'm not really sure I want to make this career. That's totally. But for people who really are like, no, I, I want a career change. I want to work from home or from anywhere in the world. I want to decide what my income is. I want to decide how many hours I work and how many months a year I take off. And, you know, I, I want that. Then you, you just, we couldn't, we, we started to feel like it's almost irresponsible for us to take what we have and not give it to people who are just starting out. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's really building a foundation for them. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, Carrie, we are approaching our 45 minutes. If people are interested about learning about more about uh, Holistic MBA, how can they find you? How can they find out more about your programs? This is a great question, and thank you for asking. So you can go to holisticmba.com slash design 101. So holisticmba.com slash design 101. And when you get to that page, this is really a place for people who are considering becoming a health coach and going, well, wow, what could this career look like? And what is it? And what would my day to day be? And who are people that are doing it? And what does their life look like? And what does their income look like? And holisticmba.com slash design 101, that's a place where you can start getting answers to those questions. Um, you can be, download our course catalog. We have um, an ebook that basically it's called Real Life Health Coaches. It's just like the person down the street from you who's doing this for a living. They're not on national TV on a selling book, but they're making six figures um, coaching. So we wanted to share that with you and there's training webinars and all kinds of information um, that would help you decide, is this the right career for me? And if so, 
it's a wealth of information. I mean, there's, and it, it, what I love about it is it's very empowering. There's a lot of really great information on there, but it makes you feel really great about what you two are doing. Oh, thank you. Thank You're very you so welcome. Much. Thank you so much. It's been my pleasure. And I really would just want to say finally that if there's a part of you that believes that you can have the life that you want, um, listen to that part of you, no matter how small it is. I, listen to that part of me on that snowy night in Chicago, looking out my windshield at that snow falling. And I had no idea it was going to lead me where it did, but I, my life is richer than I could ever have imagined in every possible way. So if you're being pulled to something more, don't ignore that, honor that and start exploring. Great way to close. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. I so appreciate it. I'm glad that we had the opportunity to talk. Thank you. It was really an honor to be here. All right. Well, we'll talk soon. Thanks, Amanda. Bye. One of the reasons I wanted to do this podcast today was to honor the many practitioners I have in my own life that are, as Carrie said, burnt out, overwhelmed, and consumed with the idea that they have to give their gifts away. I've heard from many people over the past year how Holistic MBA has changed their life, and I hope that this podcast will encourage you to honor your gifts and the possibility of more. I want to thank you for listening today. I'm your host, Amanda, and if you like this podcast, leave us a review or subscribe. If you have any questions or comments, you can find us online at gatesinteriordesign.com or find me on Twitter at the Amanda Gates. Here is to living your best life.